Hello and welcome to Sex at Bites podcast. I'm your host Abhishek, a pharmacist specialist in sexual health. Through this podcast, I want to fill in the gaps, explore the facts, and dispel cultural myths and beliefs surrounding sex education. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to Sex at Bites your reliable guide to understanding sexual health. I'm Abhishek, your host and specialist pharmacist in HIV and sexual health. And I'm thrilled to bring you another crucial episode in our series on HIV. Today, we're going to talk about a topic that doesn't often make headlines, but is absolutely essential for managing HIV effectively. Drug-drug interactions in antiretroviral therapy, or ART. Throughout our lives, we take medications for various health issues. And as we age, these medications may multiply. For people living with HIV, their antiviral medications become a key part of their daily regimen. But as these meds are introduced into our system, they can interact with other drugs we might be taking, causing changes in their effectiveness or side effects. Now, let's take a step back and understand what we mean by drug-drug interactions. In simple terms, it's when one medication affects how another one works. This could mean that the effectiveness of one or both drugs is increased or decreased, or it could result in unexpected side effects. Imagine a busy road with cars representing drugs and traffic signals are your body's drug metabolizing enzymes. The smooth running of traffic depends on effective signals. But what happens when a truck, a new drug, enters the system? It could slow down the cars, speed them up, or even lead to a traffic jam. And that's a classic example of a drug-drug interaction. Our bodies are like an intricate system that expertly metabolizes and handles wide array of substances, including medications. Now, this concept brings us to a crucial player in our body's orchestra of enzyme systems, the cytochrome P450 system, or CYP450 system. The CYP450 system includes several family of enzymes, such as CYP1A2, CYP2C9, CYP2D6, etc. Each of these enzymes metabolizes different sets of drugs, and a single drug can be metabolized by multiple enzymes. The CYP450 enzyme system is responsible for metabolizing a large proportion of commercially available drugs. 
while the exact percentage can vary depending on the source, it is often stated that the SIP450 system metabolizes around 70 or 80% of the currently marketed drugs. In the intricate world of antiretroviral therapy, or ART, certain medications interact in notable ways with our enzyme systems. Take, for instance, protease inhibitors, a powerful class of ART drugs. An example of that would be darunavir and ritonavir. These drugs are unique in the way that they don't just get metabolized by our CYP450 system, they actually inhibit or slow down this very system. That means that if you're on protease inhibitors, they can act as the brakes on your CYP450 system, leading to increased levels of other drugs that also gets metabolized by this system. The result? Well, you could be looking at heightened risk of side effects and potential toxicity from those other drugs. For example, let's consider statins, a commonly prescribed class of drugs used to manage cholesterol levels. Statins like atorvastatin or simvastatin are metabolized by the CYP450 system. So if the patient is taking protease inhibitors along with a statin, the protease inhibitor could slow down the metabolism of statin, leading to higher levels of statin in the body. This increased level could potentially elevate the risk of side effects associated with statins, such as muscle pain or even a rare but serious side effect like rhabdomyolysis. But now, let's flip the script. Some antiviral medication induces the CYP450 system, or acts as the gas pedal. Enter the non-nucleoside reverse transcriptase inhibitors, or NNRTIs. Certain medication within this class of ART, like efavirenz, speeds up or induces the CYP450 system, which often leads to a reduction in the level of other medication using the same system. This drop in levels could potentially undermine the therapeutic efficacy leading to inadequate therapeutic response from those drugs. For example, let's consider sertraline, a commonly prescribed antidepressant. When used together with efavirenz, the levels of sertraline may be reduced due to efavirenz inducing the CYP450 enzyme system, potentially making sertraline ineffective at the prescribed dose. Now, let's talk about a slightly different type of antiretroviral drugs, which interact less with the CYP450 system. The integrase strand transfer inhibitors, better known as the INSTEs. 
An example of this would be Raltegrever or Dolutegrever. Because INSTEs depend less on the CYP450 system, they result in fewer drug-drug interactions through this pathway. But they do have a curious interaction with certain minerals, including zinc, calcium and magnesium. These minerals can bind to the INSTEs, reducing their absorption and effectiveness. And that's why it's often advised to time your intake of these substances and INSTEs separately. Or in some cases, take INSTEs with meal to aid absorption. Now, all this talk about interactions might sound quite overwhelming. However, there are plenty of reasons to be reassured. The key here lies in careful management and clear communication with your doctor and pharmacist. Predicting and managing these interactions is a dynamic and individualized process. And there are multiple strategies through which healthcare professionals can help you. For example, in some cases, if an interaction is expected to increase the levels of a certain drug in your body, your doctor might adjust the dosage to compensate for this change. Consider our earlier example of statins and protease inhibitors. Your healthcare provider might prescribe a lower dose of statin than usual to avoid potential side effects. In other scenarios, when the interaction could reduce the effectiveness of a medication, your doctor might consider increasing the dose of the affected medication. For instance, if you're taking a calcium channel blocker like amlodipine for high blood pressure, which does interact with an ART called efavirenz, your doctor may opt to increase the dose of amlodipine based on response or prescribe an alternative drug for high blood pressure. And in some less common scenarios, if a critical medication has a significant interaction with your current ART, your doctor might even consider modifying your ART regimen to accommodate the other medication. So, as we continue to explore the multifaceted world of HIV treatment, it's essential to remember that these are just broad strokes. The final details can vary depending on the specific medication and individual patient health factors. Now, you might be wondering, what can I do to avoid these drug interactions? Well, first and foremost, never start or stop taking any medication without consulting your doctor or pharmacist. What's also crucial to remember is that your doctor or a pharmacist needs a complete and updated list of all medications that you're taking.
And these include over-the-counter drugs, including vitamin and minerals, herbal products, gym supplements, and even party drugs like cocaine and ecstasy. This information is the foundation on which your personalized treatment plan, which accounts for these interactions, is built. Last but not the least, don't hesitate to ask questions because understanding your treatment is your right and it's also crucial to managing HIV successfully. So as we wrap up this episode, let's remember that you're not alone on this journey. While the concept of drug-drug interactions can seem intimidating, remember that with the right information and guidance, it's completely manageable. So as we move forward in our series on HIV, we're now going to delve into the granular details of the most commonly used ART regimens. We'll kick off with a comprehensive discussion on AAAA in our next episode, covering everything from the correct way to take it, its usual side effects, common drug interactions, and important do's and don'ts. Our aim is to equip you with the knowledge you need to navigate your way confidently. So keep your questions coming and continue joining us as we demystify the complexities of HIV treatment. Remember, knowledge is power, and we are here to ensure that you are empowered. So make sure to subscribe to the Sex Ed Bites podcast and follow us on Twitter at Real Sex Ed Bites and me personally at Farm ID Expert to keep up with our latest episodes and updates. So until then, Stay curious, stay informed, and most importantly, stay safe. I'm your host, Abhishek, and I will see you in the next episode. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. And if you found this information useful, then please make sure you leave a five-star review on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google, wherever you're listening right now. It would help the show, this movement, to grow and reach wider audiences. Together, let's make sex education a human right. See you next week. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Sex Ed Bites. I'm your host, Abhishek, a specialist pharmacist in HIV and sexual health. Today, we're taking a deep dive into a name that has been a game changer in HIV treatment, AAAA. Imagine for a moment stepping into the shoes of a person living with HIV in the late 90s or early 2000s. Picture your daily routine, not defined by the rising sun or your breakfast ritual but by a strict schedule of numerous pills, each with their own unique dietary requirements and timing.
a life punctuated by the clock, and a ticking alarm acting as a reminder for your next dose. Juggling multiple medications throughout the day, every day, knowing that the consistency of this rigorous regime was the shield against HIV progressing. That was the reality of antiretroviral therapy in the early years. Arduous, overwhelming, and often taxing on one's quality of life. Antiretroviral therapy originally consisted of up to 20 to 30 pills every day. Then, in 2006, the world of HIV treatment witnessed a remarkable revolution. Entered Atripla, the first complete single tablet regimen for HIV to be approved by the FDA. That's right. One tablet, once a day, and you're done for the day. This was a game changer. A life previously punctuated by numerous alarms was now simplified. This breakthrough not only improved treatment adherence, but also dramatically improved the quality of life of people living with HIV. For many, the introduction of a tripla marked the beginning of a new chapter in their journey with HIV. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Sex Ed Bites. I'm your host Abhishek, a specialist pharmacist in HIV and sexual health. Today, we're taking a deep dive into a name that has been a game changer in HIV treatment. Atripla. Imagine for a moment stepping into the shoes of a person living with HIV in the late 90s or early 2000s. Picture your daily routine, not defined by the rising sun or your breakfast ritual, but by a strict schedule of numerous pills, each with their own unique dietary requirements and timing. A life punctuated by the clock and a ticking alarm acting as a reminder for your next dose. Juggling multiple medications throughout the day, every day, knowing that the consistency of this rigorous regime was the shield against HIV progressing. That was the reality of antiretroviral therapy in the early years. Arduous, overwhelming, and often taxing on one's quality of life. Antiretroviral therapy originally consisted of up to 20 to 30 pills every day. Then, in 2006, the world of HIV treatment witnessed a remarkable revolution. Entered Atripla the first complete single-tablet regimen for HIV to be approved by the FDA. That's right, one tablet, once a day, and you're done for the day. This was a game-changer. 
A life previously punctuated by numerous alarms was now simplified. This breakthrough not only improved treatment adherence, but also dramatically improved the quality of life of people living with HIV. For many, the introduction of a tripla marked the beginning of a new chapter in their journey with HIV.